Hello and welcome to an episode of Not Without My Sister. Today we're going to talk about something very, very near and dear to Rosemary's heart, social media. And all of the conversational topics that she gets out of the internet. Because when she could be engaging with her family, friends and other people, she likes to just talk about what other people are talking about online. Namely her, random stuff, etc. So, take it away Rosemary. What did you read this week? I object to this characterization. I was merely reading out to you. So early on in my pregnancy, I joined various different, well, I downloaded various different pregnancy apps and like loads of them have forums where like new moms can ask other moms questions about Why do you moms. have to do that voice? What's wrong with that? New moms. New moms can ask other moms questions. Get some support. So it's one of these days. <laughs> new moms can ask other moms. I just hate the idea of being like a mom, like being called a mom. You're a mom now. Rosemary, you bought a t-shirt that said great mom or something. No, it says cool mama. Okay, that's different. You absolute spanner. Well, I mean, also in fairness to you, like you joined some of these apps and then you were texting me in like high panic and just like well, feeling of, of them, total demoralization after about 10 seconds well, of scrolling yeah. through them. But like loads of them were just, and I've seen this, I mean, this happens on Facebook as well, right? When you're a member of any kind of group and people go, like there's this group on Facebook called Maz Who Drink that's like, basically full of kind of Irish moms and the whole thing is like I mean should I join that group <laughs> you should join that group twice um, but you know the whole thing is that like motherhood isn't about like perfection or whatever and it was just kind of like you know a place for real honest moms to share things but half the time they'd be going here's a photo of my child's rash what do you think you'd be like go, I think go to the doctor well I wouldn't be able to see it I'd be drinking <laughs> be like what is is that a map what <laughs> exactly is that an atlas One of the first apps that I downloaded, a lot of the stuff on the forums was basically like graphic photographs and medical questions. And it was at a time when I was very worried as well, like in the kind of early couple of weeks. So anyway, I deleted those apps. But now, I, now I've, I've downloaded one. Excuse me. You deleted them, not because the graphic, okay, there was some graphic medical stuff, but mainly because you were like feeling, okay, even though you've walked everybody through your baby wardrobe and you have, you are very well equipped in terms of, you're very sartorially I don't know where prepared. I I was going to say, but some of these people were literally spending their entire days and no judgment here, but like fair play to them. Here's my baby, baby shower. Here is the party I'm preparing. Here are the canapes I shall have for the event to announce the announcement of the announcement. I don't, I don't really mind so much that stuff because they have that in this app as well. They have a lot of like, what's your baby shower theme? There was a whole like 17 page thread about that the other day. And I think that's fine. Prepare to be disappointed by your own baby shower. Like... I thought just, we said it was going to be Alice in Wonderland. Having a laugh. Did we say that? We did not say that. We did say that. We did not we say that. We said it was going to be like a Mad Hatter's tea party. We know? did not say that. We said it with like afternoon tea and sandwiches. Don't. We did say that. Anyway, listen. We, that's, are you saying mom's a Mad Hatter? Can you please just, and let me just explain. Yeah, but this is the run up. This is the background. But anyway, there was the whole time you showed me the woman who had like the entire Pinterest page of just the Pinterest page she was pulling together just to give her friend some advice for the baby shower. That's when oh, you were yeah. like, too much, too Stop. much. No, but I mean, that kind of stuff, I'm like, too much. Like, you're all slightly bonkers. But it was it was more the medical stuff that I was like, I actually can't cope with this. It's making me feel very stressed. Here's the 10,000 things I've bought already and I'm only 15 weeks pregnant. That was kind of freaking me out as well. But anyway, so I've downloaded one now called What to Expect that I think is based on the book on which is based the film. But I haven't actually seen the film. And I do love an ensemble cast, so I probably should watch it. And this one has, I, I would say, a healthy mix of here are the, here's the $20,000 I've spent so far on my baby. And I should just say to anybody listening in right now who's rolling their eyes, this is not a pregnancy related episode. It's more that, you know, just this is where this initial conversation came from, that it, 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 it sprung forth from the loins, so to speak, of this particular website. Yeah. And like this question isn't even about pregnancy. Actually. No, exactly. So go ahead. But people basically post their, there's, there's a lot of, well... I should just preface this by saying another forum I really enjoy is the Am I the Asshole forum on oh, Reddit. Jesus, you love that. I love that. It's full of excellent, excellent questions. Meanwhile, I find when I go online and look for questions that I would like asked, which are generally 
work-based, I can never find an answer. And yet you would think that the internet is full of that everybody's random thoughts. You are a profound and original thinker. No. And the thoughts that you've come up with have never been come up with God, before. You're actually so annoying. It's going to be one of those episodes. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so this one today that I chose to read out to Beatrice and Don, that Beatrice went, wait, read that out in the podcast, is, would you be mad if your sister did this to your child? Which I have to say is a very leading title. You can yes, just even the from to your child is like, yeah. even the phrasing of it, right? Mm-hmm. Is so, definitely, this person has already reached a conclusion. Yeah. They are mad and they want some, yeah. they want some validation. So I'm 29. My only sibling is my sister and she's 25. My, I mean, already I'm empathizing. Head wrecking younger sisters. My oldest child is 10 years old. 10! Exclamation mark. There has been various occasions where my sister hung out with my daughter. And at the end of the day, my daughter comes to me and says, Mommy, my aunt asked if you and daddy get along or she asked me if you and daddy fight. Once she did say yes and my sister asked her, what do they fight about? So hold on, sorry. The sister's asking, do, you, do they fight? Basically, it's as if I'm taking Nash out for lunch and then going, do your mom and dad ever fight? I mean, good luck to you. He'd be like, yeah, all the time. But I'd also be like, I know. Like, how dare you? There is never a raised voice in this house. Never a crossword. It's just like dagger eyes. <laughs> there are no dagger eyes because we're both <laughs> exhausted. Exhausted and blissfully exhausted. Eyes at half mast. Anyway. times. Okay, op- open your eyes. Once she did say yes, my sister, sister asked her, what did they fight about? What the hell is wrong with this sister in Vernon? During this time, my husband was upset that I spent hundreds on Amazon, so we bickered. I mean, all jokes aside, today in the car, Nash was talking about Don and he goes, and he's 10, and he goes, uh, he said something about poor Don, like he feels so sorry. He, of course, loves his dad, right? And feels so sorry for Don. And he goes, well, dad would love to do whatever. Dad would love to go on vacation with his brother, but he's afraid to spend any money right now because he just spent all that money on computer games and you were so angry. So he's waiting until you give him permission to spend money again. As if. I wish that was the truth. I was like, what? What is Don telling this child? That's actually more, Rosemary, you need to take him out for lunch and grill him and say, what should your dad say to you in private? What's your dad? Oh, yeah. That's a be a good one. Maybe I will. I'd be mm-hmm. like... Nash, have you heard of uh, financial abuse? Do you think that's what your mom's doing to your dad? Oh, what the hell? <laughs> that's a real thing. Is uh, it? Yeah, like like the whole thing about people controlling. Other, I mean, I know this from, from Am I the Asshole? Because there's a lot of posts about like, my husband won't let me spend money and he gives me an allowance. But like, you know, I wish I just had some money to spend on myself, but I'm busy with the kids and blah, blah, blah. And like, he looks after us really well, but I'm not allowed to spend any money. Like, I'd love to get my nails done kind of thing. Actually, I was talking with somebody the other day whose sister just got married and she said, and I, I said to her, like, no matter what you do, keep your finances separate. So I thought that was interesting. We'll come back to that now. That is interesting. Who was it I know who was at a wedding where the father-in-law got really, really drunk before the actual ceremony and then took the groom-to-be aside and said, if I could give you any advice, it'd be, it'd be give her a slap early on. What? I can't remember who. Is this an actual? Is this an actual yeah. person you know? No, no, no. It was like somebody I knew was at the wedding, and told me this. Can you imagine if Dad took Don aside and was like, "Give Beatrice actually, I can." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we shouldn't be laughing, but like, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm like more like what? I'm more baffled by this. Give her a slap, or so what? Are you looking to like just to show her that you could? Like, I no, think. I understand. Okay, I well, more I meant, we're looking very confused. I more meant like, what is the goal here? An early breakup? Like, what? what is what is the plan? It's 2021. I was about to say it's 2001. <laughs> it's 2021, Egypt. Like, well, I think this was a while ago. Anyway, anyway, listen. Back to, back to the, your one and the spent hundreds on Amazon, right? Then she goes, no fights here. I mean, every marriage has fights or bickering, but never do we yell or disrespect each other. They're just normal really disagreements. Nice. Very nice. Never had we put off the vibe that we fight in front of my family. It's like poetry. Never, never. Never have we put off the vibe that we fight in front of my family. Excellent. That's that's a bit of a tell, though. No, no, no. Up for all for the, in front of the Joneses. Keeping it up with the Joneses. In good. In front of the Joneses. Good stuff. On the contrary, he's even more of a gentleman to me in front of my family. Excellent. I'd like to. Okay. I would hate that he was more of a gentleman in private. By the time we, by the, like, the episode's going to be over by the time I get through this. <laughs> Because that's just who he is. He holds my hand, pulls out my chair, opens doors all day, every day. Do neither of them work? Anyway, we're best friends that get along well and always laugh together in front of others. So nice. But never in private. (laughs) I added that part. I've been with my husband for a very long time, so why now? Why this year ask so many times? She is very poetic. My sister is in a very long-term relationship with her high school sweetheart and their love life is a mystery in capital letters. 
He's very private. We hardly see him at family gatherings. He just doesn't attend. He's very to himself and maybe shy. Maybe, mark, maybe he mark. doesn't want to attend because he's like, these guys are play acting in front of me. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't need to go to a party to see them all be their best, most funny selves when that's not what they're like at all in real life. It's like these two weirdos, he's always pulling out her chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they fought in the past, but we know nothing of their relationship whatsoever. And they don't spend very much time together because of their careers and them going to the gym at different times. Am I being dram- dramatic and hormonal about what my sister is doing? Why, why is she hormonal? Where did that come from? Well, I think she's pregnant. So that's why she's in this Oh, corner. yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Questioning a 10-year-old, question mark? I sure as hell would never do that to anyone. Should I talk to her? Knowing that she may hold a grudge towards my daughter for telling me. What? A grudge towards a 10-year-old? Does this one actually have a relationship with this sister? I still hold a grudge towards Nash for eating that Indian that I brought you over here that I could have had for my lunch the very next day. Excuse me, that was my Indian. You don't even need I to I gave it to you. You don't even need to feel a grudge. It was mine. Once you gave it to me, what's what's given, give a thing and take it back. God will ask you, where is that? If you say, I don't know, God will send you down below to the loo with the diarrhea. I think it means hell, Beatrice, down below. Take that out. <laughs> Knowing that she may hold a grudge towards my daughter for telling me, as it is, she doesn't put in any effort to spend time with my little one. But she just said she takes her out and quizzes her about it. Is anyway. she a little one though? She's 10. Family isn't my sister's first priority. Her life revolves around only the gym and her boyfriend. Just for some insight. Lol. Help. Sorry, just what? Her family revolves around what? The gym her and her gym and her BF, her boyfriend. Yeah. Just for some insight. Lol. Help. Why does she need help? Well, because she wants to know should she confront her sister over this like bullying behaviour towards her 10-year-old daughter. Is it bullying? No, Beatrice. Oh. I'm just explaining how Caruso S21 feels. And what does, what are the replies? Mm-mm-mm. What do you think, number one? I mean, if that was me and you. Yeah. I think I would just be like, here, like, were you asking, you know, such and such told me, like, child one told me that you were asking about me and Brandon fighting. Like, are you worried about something? I think I just, yeah, like, isn't what's it more of that on? though? Like, isn't your one obviously more worried about them? Like, she's like, in public, everything seems to be golden. Yeah, she's like, they're always, they're always making a big show of like laughing in each other's faces in public. Something's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were asking a ton of questions, I mean, A, if you were so lonely that you were going out for lunch with Nash the whole time, bless you, I'd be like, great, thanks a million for taking him. He'd love that. He would be like, absolutely great. He'd absolutely love it. No, you would, you would absolutely love I it. I would love it, but he would love it more. He would be know. delighted. I don't know. He would love it. But like, if you were grilling him on he, the state of my relationship, it's 100% because you don't feel comfortable enough asking me. Because I'm pretending everything's grand. So like, I would just say the sister's only worried, would you not? Yeah, I would, but nobody's saying this here. So hmm. somebody said, no, that's absolutely weird. Oh. Even if y'all were having marital issues, one, it's not her business. Oh, it is her business. And two, you never drag a child into the middle of it. it she's not in the middle. The child has no clue. But like, isn't it my business if you're having marital problems? Is it not? It's just weird, right? Because like, they just might have a really, really, really distant relationship. It doesn't really sound like they talk very much about personal things. She doesn't know anything about her they consider, I bet you they consider themselves besties. Like, I'm talking about us though. If, yeah, if, but I'm if saying... If I was worried about you, is it none of my business? No, it's absolutely your business. But if you were worried about me, you would absolutely have asked me to my I, face several I million times. I'm, I'm afraid oh. of you. Someone else said, maybe your sister and her boyfriend are fighting and she wants to know if it's normal for couples to fight. She's 25, not what? 10. Someone else says, I have an 11 year old and I would be upset if my sister were asking these questions. No, you're not being dramatic or hormonal. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay, thank God I'm not on any of these mm-mm. apps. She, I, I'd question why the whole interrogating her niece about your problems. Don't be shy to speak up. People need to know boundaries and when to mind their business. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, someone else. Could it be that her and her boyfriend are struggling in the relationship but she's trying to see if it's normal? Oh my God, next time you ask me if anything's wrong with me, I'm like, could it be that something's wrong with you? And you want to know if it's normal? Amazing. <laughs> you'll be like, Rosemary, your hair's not looking great. So could it be there's something wrong with your hair? That <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling bad about it? <laughs> like, Rosemary, you look tired. Could it be that you're feeling tired? Oh my God, I'm totally going to use this for everybody from now on. Full on deflection mode. Someone else said, I will play devil's advocate, red flag, and suggest perhaps she's just trying to converse with your daughter. Like, does she only ask that question or does she ask a lot of questions and those are included? I'm going to start asking Nash 20 questions at a time and it's literally going to be like, have you ever seen your dad steal food from your mom's plate? Have you ever seen your dad scream at your mom? <laughs> he's doing Do your mom and your dad ever fight? Have you ever seen your mom criticize your dad in front of, in front of the kids? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not to all of those. He continues to pile food on her plate. He's a feeder. Don is a feeder, Rosemary. Yesterday I said... Don is not... Sorry, Don is not a feeder. Don cooks the most delicious meals in absolute, like, blue tit-sized portions. Oh, blue tit? 
Yeah, a portion that would be appropriate for a blue tit, the smallest bird I could think of. That's because that's that's because himself and mom are like besties. Do you know what I, mean? I told you when he comes over, he gets so annoyed when she pours these tiny thimblefuls of twenty year old Bailey. Mom only likes small meals so that she can have toast for dessert. That's true. You know, when we go to restaurants and I'm like, well, I'll have, an, I'll have a starter and I'll have a main course. And mom's like, I'll just have a tiny starter and a dessert, two desserts. <laughs> she has zero interest in the food. She just wants a dessert. Yeah, she does just want a dessert. And a cappuccino at 11 o'clock at night. Dote. Oh, she is a dote. Can't wait to see her whenever we manage to see her again. Someone else says, oh, here's the truth now, Beatrice. Really sounds like she's just jealous. Jealous of what? Maybe she wishes her... Shh. Maybe she wishes her boyfriend was more like your husband and is asking questions to dig up some dirt to make herself feel better. I don't think you necessarily need to address it because it sounds like her own insecurity issues. But if it is bothering your daughter that she's asking those things, maybe you need to confront her about it. People are bizarre. <laughs> like... Maybe it's, I mean, not maybe. It's just as well that like being a psychologist requires a lot of hard work, a degree, et cetera, and training. Because honest God, like where, what evidence are these people using to extrapolate these opinions? Well, here's an, another excellent suggestion. I would approach her about it. I like your voice when you do these people. Hey, my daughter mentioned you asking if dad and I argue and then details about it. Do you have a concern or something I could help you with? I'm going to say that to you from now on. Oh my God, I'm going to say that to you from now on. I said it first. (laughs) Is there something I can help you with? Maybe you need to help yourself because it sounds to me, if you're asking me, maybe you need to help yourself. (laughs) If if your daughter had brought it up, then she's absolutely right to converse with her about your private lives. But if not, it's none of her business. And thank your daughter for letting you know. She obviously felt uncomfortable being asked that. These guys are like serious conspiracy theorists. Yeah, you know what the thing is as well? They're giving this 10-year-old a lot of credit. You know what? I went for brunch with Nash that time, right? Yeah. Genius, was he? Absolute genius. He says to me at one point, he goes, what computer games does Brandon play? And I said, oh, I don't know. I think he plays like Dungeons and Dragons and League of Legends. And he goes, League of Legends? There are a lot of women in bikinis in League of Legends. <laughs> Fair play to him. And I went, a feminist. And I went, what? And he goes, yeah. Your husband's looking at a lot of women in bikinis. They're not wearing a lot of clothes. And I went, okay. And I was like, well, you know, I don't really care. And he goes, you don't care that your husband is playing a game where women are like not dressed? And I was like, Nash, they're cartoons. They're they're cartoons. It's fine. And he was literally like, well, that's okay with you. (laughs) I should be delighted. What a prude. (laughs) It's amazing. I mean, at the same time, like, I mean, we're we're all just grown up. For, I mean, to to not to overstate the obvious, but we're all just grown up versions of these kids, right? And like in the car today, we went to the dentist and Nash was asking me all types of profound questions. But obviously, as it turned out, not to get any answers, just to hear himself ask the questions. We'd go, <laughs> Mom, what happens when we die? And I go, well, it's, well, Mom, can I ask you another question? Yes, of course you can. Well, Mom. You know, when we all die, where do our bodies go? I was like, well, Nash. Well, okay, mom. mom. Okay, I want to be cryogenically frozen. And I was like, well, Nash, that's actually, I don't even know. You know, I don't even know what that means. But like, I think it sounds cool. And one day in the future. saving, Nash. One day in the future, if I can wake up, I was like, well, yeah, mom, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. I have to to say now, your kids are, I mean, I know a lot of kids talk a lot, but your kids talk a lot. A lot. And Bo, like, at the beach this weekend. He went off, he made friends with all the old ladies on the beach. It was actually Bo amazing. is Claire McCabe. He is actually Claire McCabe. Like, but he went off, he met all the old ladies on the beach. <laughs> he chatted to all of the stone. They were all digging for stones. They were like women digging for stones. And he went off. Next thing you know, he's back. He's like, do we have a sifter? I was like, yeah, we have one here. He goes, I've got to go over here because Susan has a sifter and I need a sifter to find stones with Susan. And they were all having great chats with Bo. And like he spent the entire day with these gangs of old ladies, like sifting stones. I was like, it's grand. So let's go back to the, like, what, do, what you know, okay. So we don't necessarily agree, I, I think, that there's anything particularly sinister happening here. But like, do you think that it's, do you think that it's normal, like in a relationship to be so kind of focused on what other people think? About your relationship. Like, do you think when you go out in public, are you really focused? I mean, that woman's definitely very focused on what other people yeah, think her relationship to be. Yeah, keeping up with the Joneses, whatever I said, keeping it up, keeping you it up like with the Climbing Jones. on the Joneses yeah, or something. Exactly. Which, you know, what you said. <laughs> keeping on top of the Joneses. Like, do you think about that when you go out in public? Do you think to yourself, God, I hope people think that we look like we have a great relationship and he's really nice to me and we smile a lot in public and we kiss a lot in public, we make good eye contact in public? 
That all came out of your mouth very fast. No. What do I think when I'm out in public with Brandon? Oh, I just think he's very American. That's my main thing. <laughs> but you haven't even been in Ireland yet. Oh, I know. Together. I'm actually very worried about that. I was thinking the other day because somebody said, oh, like one of my friends said, oh, it's mad that we haven't met Brandon. I was like, I know, I can't wait to bring him home to meet you. Then I was like, or can I? Yeah, you know when you have a gang of friends and then you meet, you introduce one friend to a different gang of friends. Yeah, and you're suddenly like, oh, they don't, yeah. they don't mesh well. Yeah, they're like... What you like about them in the context of where you know them from is so different when you take them out of that context. Yeah. It's like when I brought the curly-haired Italian home and even though I hated him initially, I hated <laughs> him, doubly hated him in Ireland. That's a really bad example because you hated him everywhere. No, but I mean, I doubly, like I, I hated him, but I tolerated him. I, I, I know what you mean. Though. I you tolerated know, like, hated him in Italy, but I hated him in Ireland. You know, like when you have a, like a really good friend from work or something and then you introduce him, them to your to your. I suppose I didn't hate him, right? Like, I didn't hate him. I just needed to accelerate the breakup. You hated yourself for, I hated, for resting you. on your Good laurels job. for Good so job. long. Yeah. You know, though, when you like when you make a, like a great friend at work and you think they're really cool or something and then you introduce them to your school friends and you're suddenly like, oh, they're a bit of a show off or they're a bit of a, I don't know. You know what I mean? There's stuff you didn't notice that suddenly is like reflected in someone else's eyes as well. Yeah, I don't know that I think that so much nowadays. Definitely, I felt it like in my 20s, you know, that I would be well, like... Well, I'm a lot younger than you are, so maybe that's why I'm still... Well, that could be it, or much more immature. That definitely... Do you think you saying that is because you're feeling immature? Actually, I do feel immature. I mean, earlier on when I was dancing beside Nash and you said, you look, I said, imagine mom dancing beside you. I was like, I... I'm a very cool mom, so <laughs> I should give you that T-shirt. You literally were so taken aback, but you were also doing the least cool dance I've ever seen. Poor Nash was trying to go on the Peloton for the first time, nearly having a heart attack at the thought of it. I'm very worried that he was going to like fall off the bike somehow. I was encouragingly dancing alongside him for you were the doing, three minutes that he stayed on the bike. You were doing like okay, if you imagine somebody's like, imagine your eccentric aunt who's an art teacher. Why do you always use art teacher as a negative? Every time, every time. Because you know what? I loved our art teacher at school, but I feel like if you were an art teacher, your kids would be really embarrassed of you. Do you mean if you had like loads of bangles? I always imagine it being like very free spirit and your kids would be like, mom's so embarrassing. Anyway, you were the embarrassing mom because you were basically hopping from one foot to the other and waving your hands in the air next to him. It's actually super out of breath after the end of it. (laughs) But you know what? He didn't even notice me because he had his eyes fixed on the Peloton handles. I know, he was very stressed. He was very worried and his bum was obviously killing him on like after two seconds on the bike, so God bless him. Honestly, like, I hate to sound like mom now, but kids these days, reminds me of that time we took our kids for that walk and within about two minutes they were like, my back's killing us. Do you know what, I feel like in a way though, if you're on a bike outside, you don't notice those things as quickly because you're genuinely focusing on staying alive and staying straight. That's true, yeah. When you're on a bike inside and you're literally clipped into it, the discomfort is a lot more apparent because you're like, that's all you have. It's not, you know it's not real. You know what I mean? Well, I've just never found the Peloton that uncomfortable on my bum. That's, how is my bum designed? I must have a lot of flesh going on. I didn't want to say it. A lot of padding. A lot of padding. You've yeah. always had to wear those padded shorts, whereas I'm like, they're inbuilt with me. No, Rosemary, I mean, I feel like probably I don't need to wear those padded shorts, but like they've made me feel better. Do you feel like J-Lo in the padded shorts? What? With the, like a big round booty. Rosemary. You know what? I'm mean, not allowed to say that now. I'm just like, what is that stupid question? Do I feel like J-Lo? No, of course. I've never in my life felt like J-Lo. I felt like Jayla when I had my parachute pants on years ago. In her Jenny from the Block era. In my Jenny from the Block era. Yeah, me. <laughs> Why is that suddenly so, such a heinous no, suggestion? Not that I'm just more like, the, the connection between me and J-Lo is like, not even tenuous, non-existent. What? You're both the same age. You're both very attractive. <laughs> we are not the same age. <laughs> and you know what, actually, I mean, I wouldn't mind being the same age if I was as well-preserved as Jenny from the Block. Actually, Aging in reverse with a, a portrait in the attic. It's just water and skincare, Beatrice. Oh yeah, of course. Not a Didn't single. Did she say that when she when she not released a her single surgical line. intervention? Yeah, not, not a single. Nothing. Not a needle. Nothing. Not nothing. A, not a bit of filler. Nothing. Oh my god! Sorry. Speaking of which, there was a thing in um, so in Love Island, UK this week. It's very rudely timed. Sorry. Wrong. In Love Island, UK this week, they had to do this quiz. It's like, how well do you know your partner? It's so cringe. They've known each other for five days. So when they find out, they have to do this quiz. They all immediately go and sit in a corner and go, what's your favorite sex position? How many boyfriends have you had? How many people have you slept with? And they try and find out all this stuff for the quiz, right? And one of the questions was, what surgical procedures has your partner had done? And literally all of these like 23, 24 year old girls were like, boobs, lips and Botox. 
twins. Almost all of them. There's, well, there's five of them. There's three of them who had done all three of those and the other one had done her boobs. It was just, it was very sad, I felt. Was it, did you stop watching at a protest? No, I didn't. Of course you didn't. Of course I didn't. But actually, there was a really interesting bit there then afterwards when one of the mm-hmm. guys basically was talking about how he hates fake girls. He doesn't like fakeness, like fake, physical fakeness and fakeness of personality. And one of the girls basically was like, that was really ignorant of you. Like, do you never think about the reasons why girls have this stuff done? She was like, you know, like, it's actually really hard to be a woman. And, you know, there's a lot of insecurities that a lot of us have. And like, we don't do this because we're like, we want to look fake. What? We do it because we want to be on Love Island. Like, I mean, I could find that very, you know, no, well, like compelling. Before before they got on Love Island. Well, Rosemary, really, Rosemary Attenborough, you were anthropologically, you know, analyzing this entire episode. You loved it, did you? I do love Love Island. I know you do. I'm not ashamed of that. I know you're not. You've never even watched it. You yes, I have. You've only watched about two episodes. And I despised them. Yeah, you know. No, you need to give it. You need to give it a whole week, and then you get into it. I can't. I don't. I can't. There are enough murder TV shows for me to watch that I don't need to be watching any of that. Like, you not watch them all now. No, I found some more on Paramount Plus last night. So, Rosemary, back to my earlier question of dividing the finances. What are your thoughts on that? I thought it was very interesting that this woman that I work with was so adamant that you know you need to keep your financial independence as a woman by maintaining your financial separation from your partner. I mean, I have, I absolutely have never felt that. No, neither have I. And I think it's because mom and dad have never felt that or done that. And it well, was I mean, as, mo- clear, as like. mother would say, it's because dad has always spent every penny and doesn't care about money. Right. Which I think is, which I appreciate as, I think is a positive, but I could also see that if somebody spends all your money, like that person in your complaint is not necessarily, you know, it's not a positive, like it's a positive if you're both spending and inputting and sharing. And even if like only one person is earning, if you're, you know what I mean? If you feel like our money is our money and we're we're managing it responsibly, both of us, or even slightly irresponsibly on occasion. But like that whole thing of like, you know, and even Nash's comment about Amazon and, dad, you know, dad can't do anything because he's he spent all the money. Like, I mean, that was just more of a, a joke because he bought himself an Xbox X. Is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. And didn't tell me, right? Brenda was very jealous. Well, didn't tell me a thing and then was like, oh, it's my birthday present. And I said, I think you already bought yourself a guitar six months ago for your birthday. He's like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> right, And then, then he's pretending to have his tail between his legs and to be spending no more money, but like as if. I don't know. I, I personally probably have a hang up about people who are overly tight with frugal with their money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably would be the same. I don't care about, I mean, I don't care about money for money's sake. I would love to have an infinite amount of money because then I could just spend, I mean, I already do spend a lot, but I could spend even more. But it's more that you just don't have the worries. Like I, I know that when yeah. I lived in Italy, yeah. for, when I lived in Italy and I had my first credit card and it was a major mistake and I definitely didn't understand A, in Italian, but just B, what interest was like on a credit mm-hmm. card. I didn't understand that, you know, you had interest rate. I mean, sounds so stupid, but like, I don't know that anybody ever sits you down. Well, certainly didn't sit me down and say, here's what a credit card is. They did in Italian. But, but I know, think I think in secondary school, you learn that only if you do business studies. Well, I didn't do but, that. Yeah, no, no, neither did I. And I think it's kind of something that should actually be taught in like CSBE or in a more general. But I just more mean like, sentence. you know, it's 37%, which means like if you have $100, right? And I'm not, I, I don't mean this to be like a stupid maths, quest, maths lesson, but like you don't realize that you're paying off this minimum. It's not even, it's mm-hmm. not even paying off the interest. So like every month the statement would come back to me and I was freaked by it you know I was like what is going on it was like getting yeah, out of control so much bigger yeah and I didn't have like enough money to pay I mean obviously should, I mean I think I got a credit card because I wanted to buy a speaker system oh I think it was for the house I wanted to have we were having a party and I wanted to have like actual speakers but I like we I was had, sure it was going to be shoes oh no 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 it was more like I mean it was only probably 600 euro like it wasn't even you know 600 euro oh my god stuff was very expensive back then when you think about it yeah yeah it was but it wasn't like, you know, thousands of dollars like nowadays, you know, it was more like 600 euro and I planned, but every month I would get and I, and I was like, I didn't, under, and I didn't have, I don't know, I suppose I just didn't have, I didn't kind of realize until it was kind of, I mean, it probably wasn't us, but it was 700 and I just didn't, mm. I couldn't kind of see my way out of how am I going to pay this back, you yeah. know? And I just, I, I don't think, I think like money is more about, for me, not being worried right like and what a what a privilege that would be to to know you could pay your bills and pay your yeah. mortgage and never worry. and like I think last year with the pandemic and this kind of what's about to happen and people having their salaries cut or being put you know being, being furloughed, furloughed yeah. yeah that there was this moment of you know and here they say like that the average person in America has 
does not have a savings, does not have $500 worth of savings, right? The, I think it's 80 something percent of people or something like that. I'll look at statistics later on. But like most people don't have $500 for an emergency, mm. which especially when you think about insurance and everything. Yeah, it's really scary. Right, it's really scary. But like, and I think last year was, oh, actually it wasn't the pandemic as much as the year before where we had gone to sell our house, but we bought a new house before we were, had sold our house because we'd been told our house would be really easy to sell. Turned out our mm-hmm. house was not easy to sell had all these problems, a couple of sales fell through and we had like these multiple mortgages. And then this house that we had bought, we ended up in having a bad situation with our builder. And so we ended up paying loads of money to the builder. And that moment to me was really scary because I never thought to myself that I was going to be sort of at the brink of not having enough money. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like actually having no money in my savings. Yeah. And then, but I mean, then we did sell the house and kind of you know, we still kind, kind of in the nick of time, right? In the nick of time, but like ended up starting again and kind of going, how did you wipe out all your savings so quickly? Like one bad decision can lead to, you know, mm. can sort of... Snowball. Yeah, exactly. Snowball into all these other, like you don't anticipate the one bad thing. Yeah. Then you don't, I mean, of course you don't anticipate it, but these things when they when they coincide can be so, yeah, so negative. But also you know? because you're already like slightly in a hole. So it's, mm-hmm. you, you don't even have, like when the next bad thing happens, you don't have the $500 in your savings to do that. So you have to then put that on a credit card. And then the next thing, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. all... Yeah, it all accumulates. Actually, that's a good point because I do think a lot of the conversations Don and I have been having recently is like, how do we get rid of our credit card debt? Because mm. our, as a result of all of that, then our credit score went way down. Yeah. And so we've been paying off our credit card debt because we did both rack up a ton. And the other thing that happened in that same period of time was my debit card from the bank stopped working. So I went in and they printed me a new debit card right there in the bank, which I thought was very fancy. It's probably totally normal. And it didn't work. Right. And then I went back in kind of, and it wasn't, it's not super easy. Like the bank's not open yeah, the yeah. weekends. Funny hours. Yeah. yeah. And then I gathered from me another one. Didn't work. Right. And so it was about like six weeks of me not having my debit card, having to put everything on a credit card. Okay. And I kept saying to myself, when I go home now, I'll transfer those, you know, I'll transfer whatever I spent. I kept forgetting, you know, and suddenly I'm like, oh my God, I had three grand now on this credit card on top of that credit card on yeah. top of these other credit cards that I didn't think about before. And it was incredibly stressful though I do remember just being like and we had stupid fights over over money but like yeah more because we were stressed not because you know the other person had anything to do with it it was just no, like yeah I'm but really... like there is something very uniquely stressful yeah. about money stress that like when I was freelance as well there would be the odd month where for whatever reason I, maybe I hadn't done as much work the month before I hadn't done as much work the month before or I had overspent probably or I just like my invoices hadn't been paid on time which used to happen a lot and there'd be months where I'd be like oh my god I can so I can pay my rent and luckily like I was always able to pay my rent so I was very lucky from that point of view but then I just had no money for anything else and like was literally just going oh my god like if I miss the bus and have to get a taxi kind of thing I'm fucked you know what I mean that it's like every like everything was accounted for and like I have such respect for people who who have to live like that and manage to live like that. You know what I mean? Because it's so stressful. Like, it's so difficult. But then I, I'm like, the, the, the other thing is, you know, when you have people who don't have to live like that, who do live like that. You know what I mean? Like, when you have friends who, like, earn quite well and are, but are on a very, very strict budget and, like, say things like, used to really frustrate me on, like, you know, my friends would say, oh, I'm totally broke. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I know you're not because you told me that you have 12 grand in savings. So, like, it's not even that... I like I wouldn't mind if somebody said no you know what I don't I don't want to go for dinner it's not in my budget for this week I would be a bit like what's a budget you head wrecker <laughs> like you know what I mean I'd understand that more than somebody going I'm broke when you know they're not if if you know what I mean but that's probably just me being judgmental as usual no but have you ever gone out with somebody who had like I think it's important to, I mean I think that you know I look at Don for example right Don for example I look at Don as my only husband ever and I think we have very different backgrounds we're from different places we're from different countries we have different well, we don't really have different religions, like we don't really, but I mean, we have different religious upbringings. Mm-hmm. We have different everything, you know, but yeah. we have very similar moral values. You know, we, we th- have kind of similar takes on, you know, what way you should bring up your kids or mm-hmm. what makes a good person or what makes a bad person, you know. And I think to me, that's kind of more an indicator of compatibility. I mean, Yes, I was about to say yeah. a successful relationship, but like it's 10 years in. No, but I mean, I think, I think that's really important. Like Compatibility is a, yeah. good, is a good word. Like, do you, have you ever gone out with someone? Like, I've never, have I? 
Have I ever gone out with somebody? I mean, I feel like most of the people that I've gone out with have been like, oh, I'll get it this time. You get it next time. Have you ever gone out with somebody? You know what? I did go out with one person once who was like, I got it last time and I spent $3 more. Probably not dollars, probably um, euro, as I say initially. Sounds like an Italian. Euro. Like, have you ever gone out with somebody who had very different approach to finances than you? Well, not necessarily in that sense. Like, I've never gone out with somebody who would be like have a ledger or even like a mental ledger going, well, I spent this and you spent that. So that's been quite nice that I haven't had that. I did go out with a guy for a while who was an accountant. And I think that that, like his background in kind of finance did very much, like he was very worried about, you know, like what do you have in your pension and you really should be saving and like, oh my God, do you have no money now until Friday? Do you know what I mean? Like would be quite worried about it. And like at the same time, he would definitely happily help me out. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that he was scabby, but he was definitely like, when I was stressed about money, he was 10 times more stressed. Do you know what I mean? Or like, if I even went, oh God, like I have no money now till I get paid on Thursday, he'd practically be in an absolute flap. <laughs> oh my God, well, I'll transfer 200 euros to your account right now. And I'd be like, no, it's grand. Like it's only two days. Well, in fairness, you don't have the best track record, I'd say, with like saving or paying your taxes. I, excuse me, I've always paid my taxes. Oh, I know you have. But I've just saving had to borrow money taxes. to pay them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But like... Sorry, you're making it sound like they're like I'm a tax dodger. Oh, no, no, no. You would no, no. if you could, but you can't. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> I'd be like, can I put all my money in the Cayman Islands? God. I remember asking asking my pension guy, and I was like, how, so how much can I put in? Cause, because, because, you know, in Ireland, and I think here, your your pension contribution is up to a certain amount are tax-free. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking him basically, like, I was practically like, can I put all my money in my pension? And he was like, no, there's a limit. And I was like, and then if I move countries, can I take it out? And he was like, no. I was like, oh. <laughs> And then, and then when I moved to America, I even Good applied. question, so good question. Yeah, because yeah, I was basically like, oh, I'm moving to America for the rest of my life. And he was like, no. Rosemary, you need to keep that for when it's you 1500 are... 1,500 euros. Yeah, you need to keep that. When you're older, for you're going to be like, weeks when I'm retired. Like, well, you're going to have to wean yourself off this crazy spending that you're doing now, says she. Listen, but, but what I was going to say was, I did go out with another guy who was unemployed at the time and was kind of doing nixers for various different friends. So he was doing kind of cash and hand jobs. <laughs> And he was always talking oh. about how he had no money. <laughs> Stop. Oh, jobs for cash. And basically, I would say things to him like, hey, Alex, you want to go for dinner on Friday? And he'd be like, like I'm you- full. <laughs> Stuffed. Stop, would you? I, I, that's not how a hand job works, but I think you're getting confused. <laughs> it was the odd jobs part. I'd say, hey, like what, like, what are we doing this weekend? Do you want to go to the cinema or something? And he'd be like, uh, listen, like not all of us have, not all of us are made of money. He was very, very begrudging of the fact, like I was working there at times at the time and I was earning good money. And I remember him being like, like, I can't believe you're earning that money for like what you do. He was very dismissive of like, you know, you're going to pay way too much for your skill level kind of thing. And then at one point in our relationship, like while all this was going on, he had like no money. And well, he was, he was still like smoking 40 a day, which like, I know, well, you find money for cigarettes, but it's mm-hmm. still irritated me he was going to the pub I'd say every night for a pint or two but he just never had any money to go to the cinema never had any money for dinner never and then he took up skydiving <laughs> <laughs> and he literally was like I bought this package of like Stop. six learners package what is going on with you and the terminology <sighs> I bought a pack of six like le- like beginner lessons skydiving like Beatrice, of did all he, the hobbies to Rosemary, take did up. he buy you a pack? No, he didn't. He bought them for himself. And then he was living, he was living, I think, in Galway at the time. And I was living, no, no, he, maybe he was living in Mayo. Anyway, he was living like the other side of the country and I was living in Dublin. So we only saw each other at the weekends. And it was only every kind of second or third weekend because he had a kid as well. And he would like, obviously be spending a lot of time with his son. And I remember at one stage we were meant to see each other we had this plan he was like, going to come up for the weekend we're going to do X and Y and he literally called me on the Saturday like he was, he was meant to be up at like 12pm he called me at 11 and was like I'm, you know I'm not going to make it up this weekend the weather's really really good for skydiving and I didn't break up with him Beatrice do you think this is but you know what you also witnessed her parents all these years even in his probably in his 50s was, dad took up flying and gyrocopting gyrocopting and poor mother 
abandoned for the gyrocopter. Actually, it's probably in his 40s because wasn't that Red Bull fiasco in his 40s? Like, no, no. No, it wasn't. What, was what it? age would I have been? I would have been 10, 15. What age were we? No, I was about... <laughs> Could have been in his 40s. No, I was 12, I think. You were about I 18. feel like this is a new hobby and actually maybe it's 40 years old. It's definitely not new. Wait, hold on. What age is dad? In the 70s. 70. Oh, sorry, he's not 80. <laughs> no, and like... It, you you definitely weren't ten, right? No, but like I could have been fifteen if he was in his forties. Could have been I could have been nineteen if he was in his forties. I was born when Dad was thirty one. No, nineteen is twenty two years ago, so he would have been fifty. No, he was forty nine. Is my point? Oh right, okay. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, God, I wish we could unearth that video of him rolling around behind. I the bet you it's somewhere. Plane. It's definitely to, somewhere. We could probably get it from RTE. Poor Dad. <laughs> Anyway, Daddy. sorry. I just wanted to say back to the couples, right, and sharing of finances. I have read a lot of these on Am I the Asshole? Oh. A lot of people talking about like shared finances and stuff or not. And I actually think the most important thing is whether or not you share your finances, that you share your expenses proportionate to your income, if that makes sense. Because like I've definitely had friends who've been dating somebody probably when we were a bit younger and like they'd be like my friend would be on say 25 grand and the person they're dating would be on 50 or 60 and they would do everything half and half and, and, and my friend would end up being totally broke because they'd be like oh we went for dinner we went to the cinema we did this we did that and you're like well really like if, if he's earning so much more like I, I'm totally happy for people to go Dutch most of the time like I, I heard someone saying the other day on a first date if if the woman doesn't offer to pay she's not well raised but if he lets her he, then he's not raised well Is that true though? I mean, I don't know. Just thought it was interesting. But anyway, I don't think I don't think anybody. I don't think I've ever gone Dutch. I don't think. I mean, I've gone I've gone Dutch, but I don't think anybody. I don't think I've ever in America been paid for, which is very American to be paid. You've for. never been paid for in America. I don't think so. I mean, I don't oh. think I've ever let somebody pay for me. Oh, okay. Because it always made me uncomfortable. Oh, I've. I mean, I've definitely let people pay. But for I mean, me, I but think I've it's also... actually very much the expected thing in America that like you're going to go on a date, and as a girl, regardless of what date it is, it could be date a hundred, you're going to be paid for. I, I mean, I've, like, I was paid for by, I was paid for, I was bought and paid for by your man with the, you with were. the wife and the kids. But then on my first date with Brandon, we went halves. So, like, I think it depends. Bad sign. You should have gone with I the other know, guy. I know, I know. I could be his, I could be his sister wife. Could be a succubus. Is that the wrong term? Concubine. Succubus. <laughs> but yeah, basically, that I think if you're, if you're both contributing to, like, dates and bills or you have a joint account or whatever you know or you have a joint kitty but I mean let's go back to that comment though of like you should pay proportionally should you or should you both just go somewhere a little bit cheaper like why should you so say well, I say so, we're not necessarily like how how established in this relationship do you have to be like I was talking about like long term relationships I'm, right? I mean I'm talking about long term relationships but right? also but at like, that point if you're paying proportionally why don't you just share your money well, because people, some people don't want to because they just don't like the idea of it. So, like, I'm like, fine, keep keep but an account then, for yourself. And but keep if I for them, but if I don't like to, pay to, but if I don't like the idea of sharing, and I'm the higher earner, why would I like the idea of paying more for us to do things together? Why would we not just go and do cheaper things together? I mean, I get that. Like, well, I have more money, so I'd like us to go to Shannon's on the Green, for example. Well, that's kind of what where I think it comes up that like if if you're happy to go let's go somewhere the lower earner the lower earning person can afford but like is the low but probably the lower earning person is probably like great let's go to Shannon's on the green and you can pay proportionately more for me like why should I like if we're not sharing if we're both if you're going to save some of your money and I'm going to save some of my money why should I pay more for you because I think it's just you're paying like I don't know because basically I think that if well, like it all boils down to if you want to do the expensive things, mm -hmm. you like, and you're in a relationship, you shouldn't want to do them if they're going to like financially cripple your partner. Basically, but I mean, if the but if the partner is going to be financially crippled and he or she is going to be bothered by that, shouldn't he or she say, "I can't go here"? Whereas if he or she goes along, goes to Shannon's on the green and making up wherever we're going to, then I think he or she is making that decision with his or her about finances. On the green yesterday be delicious with his or her finances in mind I mean I don't mind I'm more just going like why would you pr go proportionately and everything like if you're in it for the long term why wouldn't you sh share your money isn't it your mutual well, money well that's what I like that's how I feel no I understand I mean? but I'm more saying the proportionate thing doesn't make sense to me either because that seems more like why am if we're really keeping our finances separate then we should keep them separate and if I'm earning more I should just earn more and benefit from it why am I paying for you if we're not sharing our money what's the benefit to me here that's like you get to enjoy the things that you like with the person you love basically like is but I can do that benefit. if we share but you know what 
how about I get to do the things I love for myself? Well, that'd be shit. I actually, honestly, now, right McKay, now, I can't imagine going for a movie without <gasps> my partner. I can't imagine going out the door without my partner. I can't imagine why you'd want to go to the cinema with someone other than your partner. Well, that was the other thing that I thought that was interesting about that letter of complaint that you read out. I thought it was interesting. Um, I never see them together. Mom's nightmare. But the, the sister oh, and yeah, the, yeah, the partner sister and the boyfriend. He never comes to any family functions. Mom's like, sure, why are they even dating? Why would you even bother? Do you remember like we've had a couple of family get togethers where like a cousin's partner has not shown up? Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but sure, do you remember Beatrice? Weird. I dated that guy who, like, over the course of about two and a half years, I think I met his friends twice. And it wasn't that he didn't see his friends. I just wasn't invited. What about the person that you also dated briefly who really kind of never introduced you to his family like the, you were kind of kept at arm's distance no no but I met his whole family except for his dad no I know but you were never really invited to the family events and stuff like there was kind of a like you were one part of the life and then they were the like holiday you know like um, oh yeah they did family golf and I just wasn't invited family golf but also like major you know annual holiday days I was invited to them in the l- very last year yeah but like I mean, you weren't but you were invited but like you weren't exactly made to feel no, like I know, you were dying weird. to have you here you know like that, that to me is, I mean, well, that's different. That's like, mom thought that was weird too, right? Mom's more like if you're invited and they want you there, but you don't turn up. But I mean, no, God mom forbid, basically just thinks that But once God forbid you, you should have your own family as well. Like mom, you know, because I mean, mom thinks that, but mom's also the girl. And I think the girl gets to decide in most relationships where we're going to go this holiday, like what we're going to do. Because like mo- in general, the the girl, and this is why I fear so much having these four boys, the, the girl gets to kind of call the shots in terms of where we're going on Christmas Day, where we're going on Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Oh, I know, Rosemary. Don't worry. I've already had a couple of tears over this. Yes, because also how many nutso daughters-in-law do you know? You don't hear about... What? That's very sexist. Don't say that. No, it's true. I, I will happily say that, Liam. You don't have to take that out. Oh. I really do not have these weird stories about sons-in-law. I do not, Rosemary. The daughters-in-law tend to be very divisive. And very dividing of the families. It's their mom. They have the relationships with their moms. And that's what they care. That's what they care about and prioritize. They do not care about the relationships with their partners, mothers. Say, say in my previous relationship, I was always saying to him, have you called your mom? What yeah, yeah, about but your you're the dinner? exception. And he would never do that. But you but are I don't the think exception. Men are, I don't think men are expect. I think women are expected to do that and men aren't. No. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I don't. I'm not talking about like, yes, you are a nice person saying... Have you called your... But most, not most, a lot of women, not most at all, but a lot of women do not have, do not prioritize their relationships or their or relationships with their mothers-in-law. They prioritize their own mother's relationships and their relationships with their in- immediate family. And the in-laws are considered to be secondary. And I, I realize that, like, I know that that's going to be the future unless, fingers crossed, one of the kids turns out to be gay. Already tell Kevin, like totally hoping for this, but Kevin told me I can't force it. It's not, I can't make it happen. Out of four, there's a high chance though. I know. And the other day, Bo was like busy admiring my outfit, telling me how gorgeous my dress was and how, how much he liked the pinks together. And Kevin was like, no, you cannot make this happen. I'm like, I'm trying. I mean, I'm not. Yes, I am trying. I'm trying really hard. Well, you're not actually trying. I'm. You're not like sitting him in front of a screen with matchsticks pro- pro- propping his eyes open, showing what? him like a Spartacus. Rosemary, he would watch anything if I put him in front of the TV. There's no matchsticks needed. Like, but no, Spartacus. I was just thinking because that was was the film in Clueless that do you remember your man wanted to watch and she was like, okay. The one where he's like running around the, the <laughs> running around in his in his yeah, in his in a loincloth. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 But no. But like, I mean, wouldn't I love if if one of my children was gay? It would be so adorable and lovely. He'd be living with me forever. Today I said to Bo, would like be so nice. Sorry, why would he be living <laughs> with you forever? Because I would Gay wouldn't be. But I said to Bo today, like, I said, you know, Bo, you could live with me for you. And he goes, I am moving out the minute I can. You can go, you can go yeah, you can go in and ask him later on, yeah. I wouldn't have expected it. The day comes for all of them, yeah. He's always said he was never leaving. He loves me and he wants to marry me. Not anymore. Well, I definitely don't think Chance is going to be living with you forever. Maybe Fox. Chance hates me. Chance hates everyone. Get away from me. He's only five and he hates me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Okay. The other day he was like absolutely having a shit fit of me when I was in the pool. Don't look at me. And then I get in the pool and he comes and paddles over to me, puts his arms around my neck and goes, I love you. <laughs> I was like, what? He's a, he's, tra- he's a, he's a, he's, he's an a emotional su- manipulator. I was about to say he's a successful grown up man in training. He's basically read, bred uh, yeah, the game. He has, he's, he has, he's trying to nag me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's doing a really good job. 
<laughs> so what's what's the conclusion of all of this? The conclusion is, you know, maybe Just give, talk to your sister. Talk to your sister. Maybe give people the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe, you know, think that they actually care about you versus they're out to get you. Yeah, or that? it's just their problem. Yeah, what were you going to say to me with anything that I said to you? Okay, so you you say something to me like that you're worried about something that's wrong with me or the problem I'm having. Rosemary, you're looking like you've let yourself go. I think you're worried that you've let yourself go. <laughs> that's actually very on the nose. Sorry. Rosemary. Oh! Rosemary, you're looking very judgmental. I think you're worried that you're being a bit judgmental. Rosemary, you kind of repeat your jokes too many times. I think you're worried that you repeat your jokes and then laugh uproariously at them. <laughs> Another on the nose, I have to say. <laughs> this has been Not Without My Sister, starring me, Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, Beatrice McCabe, in no particular order. You can get us on Instagram... At Rosemary McCabe and at Beatrice McCabe with A's and our Max Jesus. At Not Without My Sister, notwithoutmysis.com and email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. And if you have €3.80 to spare each and every month, which you probably do. I mean, you're not smoking or skydiving. Oh yeah, listen, if you're skydiving, you can fucking keep it, shove it up your nose. But if you have €3.80 to spare each and every month, you can sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, where each and every Friday you will get a very special, exclusive bonus episode. And this Friday's episode is going to be about how one of us lost our virginity. The other one is still waiting. Reminds me you're looking a bit smug there. I think you're worried that you look a bit smug. It's just the Botox. (laughs) Bye! Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Critter Shed. For more great podcasts, hop along to thewarren.ie.